0: Every week, Tyler gave the rules that he and I decided. Gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about
1: Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is, you do not
0: talk about Fight Club.
2: Hey, what is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rotten Potatoes, where four friends sit down and review movies you absolutely should have seen already. My name is Scott, and I am here with a couple of friends. <laughs> Only a couple? You guys have to decide which two. <laughs> I am Jack's hurt feelings.
3: <laughs>
0: that
2: was uh, Well played. Joke's on you guys. They're both Tyler. <laughs> 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 Oof.
1: <laughs> Uh, my name's Tyler, and uh, people always ask me if I know Tyler Durden.
3: Do they? Yeah. I thought you were Tyler Durden.
2: <laughs> Who is Tyler Durden? I been a
3: weird
1: noise under the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't know, I guess.
0: I think you might. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't think of anything funny. To i'm just trying to rack my
2: brain around the open yeah i thought like, you were gonna we jump at? in
0: i was trying to i'm sorry i couldn't, <laughs> couldn't think of anything
2: first rule we get what, what are we going to talk about today i um the brad fir- pitt movies maybe yeah. the first rule is you're not supposed to talk about
3: it oh yeah and the second rule is that you're not supposed to talk about it,
2: yeah. but a lot of you guys have been breaking those rules. So, yeah, I just don't know if we can really talk about it. So let's just go ahead and end it here. Play us out. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got us.
2: I got you so I good. Thought you were
0: gonna do you it. Got us. He.
2: Well, technically, I tried and I didn't have it up, so we could hear.
3: Right. It looked like yeah. you were really trying. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, we
2: I, I looked and I was like, "No, it's just not going to come through." So it's usually Tyler's on the board. But yeah, we gave
3: Scott the power today.
2: Yeah, it was. Maybe it's a mistake. <laughs> I think you're doing a great job. I think you're doing great, Scott. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Well, uh, let's jump into just the facts. Uh, this movie came out uh, October fifteenth, nineteen ninety nine. It was, of course, directed by our dear friend. David Fincher, uh, he's a him and Danny go way back, and so that's how I've met him. Him and Davy, Davy and Danny, <laughs> Davy and Davy and Danny, yeah. Uh, and then this was based off of a book from Chuck Palanique. Is Palanwick? that how you say it, Palanik? I've never seen it, but I'm certain that's not how you say <laughs> it. I've never seen the name. Uh, and uh, I'm guessing Jim Ooles did the screenplay or something. You're I, 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 I'm, I'm, the facts. I, I'm the one who did just the facts and I didn't put who these people were. This guy you're doing great.
1: I'm guessing Jim Wools did the screenplay or something. Or something. Yeah, keep it up buddy.
2: Uh, the other guys gave this a <laughs> 79% uh, and IMDB gave this an 8.8 uh, so that's one of the few times where I feel like IMDB is higher than the other guys.
1: Yeah by like quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Especially by
2: that much. Uh, box office on this was 101 million based off of a $63 million budget. So once again, not a huge, uh, return, uh, but still made $40 million. Not bad. Uh, no Academy Awards for this movie, but they did have one nomination in sound effects, but they didn't win. So that's it. That's just the facts.
1: I'm not surprised. This isn't the kind of movie that would do well at the Academy. No, it's a little too Gritty and grungy, and it's a little too, um, uh, like, um, uh, meta.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> I feel like you would almost kind of fly in the face of the movie if it got
2: nominated by like this big commercial. Right. <laughs> you know, like, that's not, <laughs> <laughs> like you feel like it's not beautiful enough.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Interesting. Like it's too rough around the edges. Did, on purpose, I think. Yeah. On purpose. Do you feel like? never mind I was gonna say I feel like like inglorious bastards and and some of those movies are similar but didn't inglorious get nominated y-
1: yeah uh, I think so but and I don't think that that is it's like as a, bad. yeah I
2: feel like this it's m- beautiful and that
1: I don't yeah I don't mean it, that this is bad I think that this is a really intentional decision mm-hmm. I think this movie was meant it was like made to be a cult classic. Got it. Like that, that it was made for that, like niche kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, not to be a massive commercial ex- success kind of a thing. Like not definitely. This was not a box office type movie, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a, summer blockbuster,
3: but someday someone on planet Starbucks will watch this
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they'll know how they got their namesake.
2: Yeah. Well, Jake, I'd love to know, uh, your thoughts on this movie and I'd love for you to just share how you like first saw this. movie.
3: Yeah. Thanks for tossing, <laughs> thanks for tossing this to me. Uh, Cause this isn't a great story for you, but my, I admit it. Yeah. My experience with this movie isn't the best. And uh, I'll tell you why, because I had never seen it. I think I was maybe 19. So I'd gone 19 years without getting a spoiler for the movie, which is, you know, the big part. And then I saw it at the $5 movie bin in Best Buy on Blu-ray and I was like, I'm gonna buy this, and then I told him I was like, "Oh, I'm excited! I've never seen Fight Club. I'm gonna watch it." I just bought it. I'm gonna watch it tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Scott turns to me and just says the whole ending, (laughs) and then I find out just mere weeks ago (laughs) that Scott never even watched it.
2: Does that make it even worse?
3: It makes it so much worse.
2: If it makes you feel better, I had seen that scene.
3: It doesn't. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's no way to make me feel better about this. You just have to
2: accept this for the rest of our lives. I know. I know. And I've told you before, I wish I could take it back, but I can't.
3: I appreciate that. But uh, even still, even coming into it, watching it the first time a few years ago, knowing what was coming, I still really liked it. I, I have a, a good time watching it. And if ever anybody suggested, I'm not like, no, let's not watch Fight Club, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a good movie. Uh, yeah. I'm just... Uh, even in bit the
1: moment still even, still e- bummed even in the moment when it happened because we were in like we were in a big group of people no one was on scott's side
2: <laughs> i wasn't on my side when i did it and i saw jake's face i was like i don't have a friend anymore
3: <laughs> i was so deflated we were all sitting at a table and we were like we were on a bench seat uh, <laughs> so i was trapped at the table <laughs> and i couldn't get out and i just i was just so deflated
2: <laughs> yeah i legit thought like jake's Jake's never going to be my friend again. Because
3: it was just, it was so, you went out of your way to be cruel. <laughs> like, I, like, if, if it would have come up and I had accidentally gotten a spoiler, that's fine. It was a 20-year-old movie. Yeah, yeah. But to seek it out. <laughs> to seek it out when we. When I was just saying, I've never seen this, I'm about to watch and it. And I'm excited. And I'm so excited. Yeah, because I've heard so many good things. <laughs> I was crushed. Well, what do you think watching it again? I liked it again. I I put it, I was really looking forward to it. Uh, after I was like, I'm going to watch this after work. And then I watched the whole thing. I was like, yeah, I'm glad I watched it again.
0: Cool. Zach, Zach. you had seen this before, right? Yeah, I had seen this before. Um, I've, I've seen it multiple times. Uh, I really loved this movie back when I, so I, I kind of had an interesting experience too with it. I watched it first or I started it, I should say with my dad, um, and my little brother at the time. And it was not, the movie that we thought it was going to be. And... None of us were really into it, and so we, we actually turned it off. Um, and I think also, I think it was just way more, like, sexually explicit than my dad anticipated it to be. <laughs> so we turned it off, and then um, I had a buddy at school say, like, what? Like, you didn't finish fight? You have to finish it. And I was like, why? What's so special about it? Like, it didn't have anything to do with fighting. And <laughs> and he's just like, trust me. And, like, he had to tell me the spoiler to convince me. Oh. And then I went back and knowing what I was getting into and loved it. Like... I thought it was like the coolest deepest movie I'd ever seen, you know, like I I was kind of a Fight Club fanboy, you know. Um like I feel like this is like the quintessential like college freshman movie poster that you see on every in every dorm who thinks that this movie is so deep and I was definitely one of those people. Um but I still really like the movie. Like what's not to like about it? Like it's David Fincher. It's got an awesome story. Brad Pitt at his peak hotness. Yeah, Brad Pitt was so hot in this movie. (laughs) Ed Norton beating up Jared Leto. Like, what is there not to love about this movie? I had completely forgotten Jared Leto was in the movie. And then he came up I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I mean, I still really like this movie. At, at one point, it probably I probably would have said this is, like, my favorite Fincher movie, and now it's probably closer to, like, middle tier for me. Um, but I still really like this movie, and I actually have, like, a lot, uh, like... I have to give this movie a lot of credit in that, like, it wasn't until I watched Fight Club that I, one, started to, like, even start paying attention to David Fincher specifically, but I started to, like, actually kind of pay attention to directors and kind of, like, like this was, like, my gateway movie into, like, really starting to, like, follow films and, like, kind of think critically about films. Um, and so it kind of holds a special place in my heart. Um, and, yeah, I still really enjoyed
2: it. Cool. Ty, you've seen it before. You saw it again.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've, I, I
1: don't remember when I first saw this movie. Um, I've just seen it a lot of times. And I've introduced people to it you know, quite, quite a few times over the course of my life. And uh, so I don't remember the first time I saw it. Although I do remember when I was a little kid, I don't I think it was maybe like the three musketeers or something like that. But like back in the day, like VHS, you know, tapes, home video, they would have, um, they would have like trailers, Uh, ahead Mm -hmm. of time. And sometimes like a network would have like a compilation trailer of like movies that had recently come out that they did kind of a thing. And I just remember the, the, uh, it had always, I, I I had no idea what movie it was, but I was so engaged with the, the moment where, uh, Ed Norton shoots the van and Brad Pitt like goes, Whoa. (laughs) And he's wearing this ridiculous red Mm -hmm. jacket with fringe and no shirt and like green pants. And that image was like seared into my head as a little kid. And when I finally got around to seeing the movie, I was like, this is from that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but no, I, I love this movie. I think it's um, I think it's really good. I think it's one of the better um like one of the better examples of narration in film and how it can be used really well to elevate a, a story rather than to like just, you know, hurry along exposition, you know,
3: because I totally. think a lot of times narration just does that. I think the narration really makes it like Ed Norton's just like dry, deadpan. Like at times, I think it's hilarious. Like the oh, opening yeah. monologue of the movie where he's talking is like, and I find myself asking, what coffee table defines me as a person or dining set or whatever. And I think, I just think he's being so funny. His whole thing about
1: like single serving friends and, you know, like all of that is, is, was really good. And I loved his, uh, like narration of his job. Uh Like when he's describing the whole, like, you know, what his job is. Like, I, I just, I, I agree with you. I think the narration makes so much of this film. Um, but yeah, I love it. Watching it again. Um, I actually think that like, it's really held up over the years. Like, um, some of the special effects I think could be remastered. Mm-hmm. Um, like they, those look a little bit dated, like, you know, when they're doing that, like macro, um, like, uh, pull out like over the barrel of the gun to reveal Ed Norton with the, the gun in his mouth, like that kind of stuff. It looks a little cheesy now, Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I mean, story, acting, cinematography really holds up over time.
2: Well, I had never, uh, watched this before. I'd seen multiple scenes from the movie and it had been talked a lot about. Um, and so I, I knew what was happening and I think, because of how much everyone loves it and talks about it so well, like I had like really high expectations for it and it didn't quite hit that for me. And so for me, it was like, it was good. It's a good movie. I agree. Good acting. I love the actors that are in this movie. I thought it looked great aside from some of those uh, things. Um, but I, and part of it too, is I knew the ending. I wish I could go back and watch it. And so, sorry, Chick. I Same. know you could too. I really wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could go back and watch this for the first time, not knowing the twist, and experience that. Because um, I feel like it would be a movie that I would have been like, "Whoa, that's really." I was not. I did not expect that. And
3: like the thing about it is like when you watch it and you know what's coming, and like even like I didn't exactly like know when what was what was going to happen, but like. It's there, like when he's like beating himself up, and he's like, for some reason, I thought of my first fight with Tyler, yeah, and like those things, and like I, I didn't realize it, the first time I watched it, even I didn't realize until the reveal where he's talking to Helena Bottom Carter. I was like, oh, they never told us his name, right? Mm-hmm. He, Edward Norton's never been addressed by name, right, through the whole movie, yeah.
2: Well, even at the very beginning of the movie, like they bring up his name, and then he just doesn't say it,
3: right. And
1: then they do the Yeah, she yeah, they, they address the fact that he has a different name and she says, So what's
3: your real name? And then the bus drives by and we just cut. Mm-hmm. And then they do that thing which the first time watching it, I thought, Oh, that was really subtle, like where they're like flash in Brad Pitt a frame. Yeah. And it was like so some of them were so obvious. Like I was proud of myself for noticing it at first, and I was like, Oh, like that watching it again, I was like, These are like he's really like hanging on some guy's shoulder for a little while there now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause I think it is actually more than a frame.
2: Yeah. Um, it was supposed to be just noticeable.
1: Yeah. Like the, they want you to kind of catch it. And, and the first time you watch it, be like, what was that? Like, you know, like, uh-huh. um, uh, that, that's one of the things though. It's funny that you say that because I think that's one of the things that's unique about this movie. Um, and maybe only one or two other big plot twist movies is that it's actually just as fun for me to like find more details. Now that I know the plot twist and I know the story, I get to watch it back and look for more details mm-hmm. that, uh. that I missed.
2: I think that was the fun part for me of this movie was knowing the twist and like the whole time watching it thinking, okay, what would this look like in real life? Not through the lens of this. Um, Cause there was a few scenes where I'm like, well, I see him interacting over here and I see him interacting over here. So which one of those is actually happening or was it one happened then another happened uh, and he's just putting them like together his whole relationship or, with Marla where yep. she
1: walks out of one room with Brad Pitt and into directly into a room with Ed Norton. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think my read on it is that they're happening like time is, is, kind of distorted
2: distorted for him.
3: But yeah, he like, he kind of has, is in this like, am I awake? Am I asleep? Kind of thing. So it kind of makes sense where he just like, doesn't remember. He's like blacking out that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. So like he was with Marla in this, in his Brad Pitt alter ego. Um, and then, uh, you know, she's like getting dressed or whatever. And during that time he's left and he's now in the kitchen and he's awake as mm-hmm. himself and, and hating her. And
3: I think one of my favorite little like tricks they did once after he knew what was going on when he was sitting in the chair and like, kind of like just to show us that like what he's seeing isn't what's real. He's like, you don't even have that gun. And then it's all of a sudden in his hand. Yeah. I thought that was super fun and like, cool. When I was oh watching yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah, I like the uh,
1: I like his like um, tailspin that happens in like the third act of the movie Uh when he realizes what, you know, the truth Uh, and just his constant fighting with Tyler, Uh I think is just really fun to watch. But there are some things where it's like how does that work in real life? Like when mm-hmm. you see him on the on the security camera being dragged by his hair. Like yeah. a human probably couldn't <laughs> move. Make like that, that actually that. happen,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> I wonder even how they shot it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I either wires
1: or or a guy in a green screen suit just huh. pulling him. Uh Tyler, question for you.
0: When you first saw this movie, did you know about the twist?
1: I don't think so,
0: but like I said, I really don't remember the first time I watched it. It's a bummer that we, like, there's no one here that can, like, really talk about, like, the, the effect of that twist, you know? Like, yeah. The three of us charging. On, on this side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, like, that'd be really interesting to, like, like I'd love to hear that because I feel like most people... I know, saw it way later in life, and kind of already knew about the twist, mm-hmm. you know. And I, so,
1: I want to say that I, 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 I don't think I had it spoiled for me. I think
0: yeah. I knew, but like I
1: said, I just don't really remember so that ago. experience. It was so long ago, and I've just seen it so many times. Then, so it's sort of like, tell me about the time you went to the grocery store five times ago. Exactly. And it's like yeah. I, pff, I don't know. I go to the grocery store a lot, man. You know. Um, that's kind of how it is for me.
2: The curse of watching a movie that many times
1: it is. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I mean, the blessing is that you get to enjoy that movie that many times. Yeah.
2: And then like, I mean, you can remake that movie later with just our conversation.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like I rewatch movies a fair amount, but I've never seen any movies close to the amount of times that Scott's seen like a single movie. Yeah. Or Tyler. Tyler's seen quite a few movies quite
2: a bit too.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I I rewatch movies like it's my job.
2: <laughs> now, Tyler's seen significantly more movies than I have by a lot. Yeah. But he also has some movies that I know he's seen just as many times as I have.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe like uh, Independence Day for sure. But I was going to say, maybe even at this point, you've probably seen a little more than me, but like Wedding Crashers. Wedding or... Crashers,
2: I've seen so many times. Yeah. Uh Independence Day, so many times. Hitch, so many times. I've
0: never seen Wedding Crashers. You've really? seen Hitch so many you've times.
2: Ne- yeah, I have. There was a summer I watched it like 30 times. (laughs) Why? (laughs) (laughs) Me and my friends are just obsessed with it. I don't know. Gotcha. Wait, you've never seen Wedding Crashers? Mm -mm. Oh, that's going to be on the list. Put it on there. Yeah. it'll it'll be a season three for I me. Feel like,
0: yeah, I feel like well, because we already planned season two, we announced yeah. that. Yeah, I feel like comedy wise, it is a movie you should have seen. So. I, I agree. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. And Tyler and I literally
2: quote it <laughs> if, all yeah, the time. I, all the
0: time. I feel like I'm the only person I know who hasn't seen it. So,
2: yeah, that that's gonna be on the list for sure.
0: Uh, but uh,
1: Jake, what uh, w- what do you think? Because I know that uh, I know that a lot of times for you, like uh. Like uh, an actor, like what you know about an actor can like mess with, uh, like IRL can mess with your perception of a role. Uh huh. Um, knowing what we learned about Ed Norton and Birdman, did that affect your, uh, your watching this,
3: this time? I was pretty bummed when I was watching it. I am like, man, I just wish that he wasn't that guy. And I, I thought, I thought that probably four times when we were watching it. <laughs> That's uh, funny. Cause I didn't think about it once. Uh, I just knew it would like, yeah, like, but, like, it didn't like, I don't know. It didn't bother me that much. Yeah. You know, where like some sometimes I can do it. We're like or like some things are good enough. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. it's like, oh well, okay, fine. He's he's a bad guy, but I like this movie. So I'm not think about it.
1: Well and but this is one of those movies where like most of the enjoyment of the movie is analyzing things. Uh-huh. And so like you do have to be like y- you have
3: to be thinking about mm-hmm. stuff like that. <laughs>
2: zach did it affect you at all no. <laughs> no no.
3: it bums me out hard when i find out that people like actors are awful i just i don't like to hear anything like whenever there's a headline about a famous person I'm like i'm just not gonna read it
2: that's funny because like literally i don't think anything about who they are in real lives during no, like not. i could watch kevin spacey movies like
3: that's one of the, like i i like a lot of kevin spacey movies i don't think i've watched one in a while though but i he's he's a really good actor so he mm-hmm. can probably uh probably take me out of it
2: the only time i think i would think about it is if they were a crappy actor because then i start thinking about oh they're acting and then i start thinking about what they're thinking in that moment
3: well the thing is when it happens to me is like i was like wow i love ed norton in this movie and i'm like ah, oh, but i don't like ed norton so you know. so, if I told you that like one of your favorite comedians, Nate Bargatze, beats women, that would I don't. Yeah, I would be, I'd be super bummed. Uh, <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't be able because like watching comedy is more like supporting that person as a person. So I probably have to stop.
2: Hold on, I just want to ask: Are you saying that's true? Is that <laughs> no. true? Okay, no, he seems like a really nice. I just want to put that disclaimer out there that that's he does a, it. No, it's. Uh, yeah. I,
1: I was gonna get around to it, but okay. I'm like, you. Uh,
2: I,
0: th- I think he's a good person. He's a good person. Yeah, <laughs> he Nate. Seems it.
2: we're we're not saying anything bad about you. <laughs> That's the guy that had like all the planes and stuff fly over him. In Helicopters. That most yeah, recent one. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Uh, Just talking trash on people. That yeah. isn't true. We should just start making up a gossip podcast. Oh, like
3: just a rumor podcast? Yeah. Where we, we come up with like 10 rumors and then we put one real one in
2: there. Yep. And you they, people have to figure out which one's real, you which know, one's fake. I, I heard that Tommy
0: Lee Jones is gay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Where did you hear that? I don't
1: know. <laughs> um, speaking of, of actors being terrible people in real life, though.
3: Jared Leto?
1: N- well, no. <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, but no. Uh, So it turns out that Helena Bonham Carter, uh, in order to uh, get into the character of (laughs) Marla Sanger, who's probably my favorite character in the movie, by the way, I I think she's hilarious. I think she's off putting. Um, But in order to get into that role, she apparently based the character of Marla Sanger off Real life Judy Garland.
2: Late life Judy Garland. But, but real. But but, but, but real don't... late life Judy Garland.
3: <laughs> How long I... did Judy Garland live for? Was she like alive at this time? No, because she died younger.
0: I okay. I okay, I think, I'm pretty sure I've heard some stories that like Judy Garland has had actually a really hard life and had like kind of been abused. By she was. You. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you were trying to apply that she was a terrible person. No, no, no. I just mean like the character of yeah. Marla
1: Sanger is just so like, and I, that's just not the Judy Garland that yeah. I would have
2: pictured. Got you know it. what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah.
1: like I guess, yeah, I'm not trying to imply like that she's not a uh, good person or that, she was a bad person but just more that like that was the source
2: material that was the source material shocking and
1: and how shocking that is because it just doesn't line up with what you see in the movie in the wizard of oz in the wizard of (laughs) oz yeah so uh why why is
0: marla one of your favorite characters
1: um i don't know i think part of it is i think that helena bonham carter absolutely kills that role i think it's like one of my favorite roles of hers. Um, like, and she can play offbeat characters really well and often does play offbeat characters. Her like maybe most like famous role being Bellatrix Lestrange, mm-hmm. like a very just disconcerting offbeat person. Um, but Marla is just one of those people that like uh, as a character, like, She's the the perfect exaggeration of real life people that, you know, that are just like, you don't want to be around. And, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like where it it sells really well, where it's like, oh yeah, I know people like that. Now, not to that degree, but
3: like it, it evokes real people to me. It was one of those things where like, we were talking about like relationships developing really quickly. My biggest question at the end of the movie is like, why does he like her? Like what is, Ed N- I know Ed Norton's obviously awful or Tyler, whatever it is, but like, I think they're both just messed crazy. up. Crazy,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy begets crazy, I guess. Cause it's like, he doesn't like his true self doesn't like Marla at all. But at the end of the movie does. Yeah. because I think, because he I think integrates. at that point, I think he like feels pity. Like he's like realized that he's like strung her along and like really like been super messed up to her. And then, like, he's trying to, like, like convince her. And I think he can kind of see, like, how hurt she is, you know? And maybe by that point, like, he just really, like, sympathizes with her. It's funny. I actually don't think
1: that's the case. Okay. I think that because he has a split personality mm-hmm. and, like, Tyler deals with stuff that, or Brad Pitt, Tyler deals with stuff that Ed Norton, Tyler can't deal with. Mm-hmm and so by the end what he does he integrates so he him killing tyler is absorbing tyler like now mm. he's both like he he's both like okay. he's he's taken the the sheepish side of himself and embraced the wild side of himself as just all of it together is tyler durden and that part of him the wild part of him always loved marla but it didn't seem like tyler
0: did
3: yeah he Well, he, he, he used a term that I can't use on this podcast, (laughs) (laughs) but he acted like it was sport.
0: Yeah. Like he's like, get rid of her and like, you know, she's toxic or whatever. Like it didn't seem like, like it kind of just seemed like like he was
2: just just using her too. using her. Yeah.
0: Oh, maybe you're right.
3: Uh, I I guess. Yeah. That makes sense. And also just uh, a thing I was just thinking about right now about Marla is how unobservant do you have to be? (laughs) To not re- to be that intimate with somebody and not realize that they're two different people. And like, like he's talking to people who aren't in the room, like all this crazy stuff. Like, how she not had she not figure out he had some issues mentally?
1: I think she knew like, like, cause even at one point when they're like the next morning type thing that happens a few times. But at one point she's just like, I can't deal with your crazy right now. Like, like get help. Like, uh, and she like storms out. He makes some comment. She storms out.
2: Yeah, probably thinks he's on drugs or something.
1: Yeah, but she's just a super damaged person, uh, clearly. Like, you know, the whole, like, suicide cry for help phone call thing was super Mm -hmm. weird. Like, I mean, she's just a really damaged person, so she just, you know, accepts abuse. I guess maybe much like Judy Garland, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she picked right
3: for her inspiration.
1: Well, I guess David Fincher like called her Judy on
3: set, <laughs> <laughs> not even calling her Marla. Yeah, <laughs> like she's she's two layers removed from <laughs> Helena. <Yeah. laughs>
2: That's pretty funny. Dream within a dream.
0: <laughs> what well, What did you guys think of uh, the character of Tyler Durden? Which one?
2: It's like I, I don't know. That's a
0: hard. I guess let's not just Norton
1: for the sake of this conversation. Let's just call Tyler Durden Brad Pitt, and we'll call Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Ed yeah, because I
0: mean, even though yeah, technically they're the same person, but like watching the movie, Tyler Durden is like his own character. You uh, know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah.
3: My my question is: Was Ed Norton's legal name Tyler Durden, and he just forgot that?
0: Like when he was talking to Tyler. Oh, I don't know. Actually, I, I don't. I I don't have the like definitive answer, but I. I want to say no. I feel like Tyler Durden was like the the persona that he created. And he he just just, has no name.
3: Okay. And he just never, when he was himself, he just never introduced himself to anybody, I guess.
0: Or we just don't see that happen, you know?
2: Yeah, I, I think the name Tyler Durden could have just been a part of that persona. So, like, he was doing things and saying, oh, I'm Tyler Durden. And so then it just became, like, a thing.
0: It's, and I guess I ask, well, like, what do you guys think of Tyler Durden? Because, like, when I first watched this movie for the first time and then the subsequent times after that, back when I was, like, in high school, um, I thought Tyler Durden was, like, the coolest movie character I had ever seen. Like, I thought he was awesome. Like, I wanted like, to be, cooler like. cooler than
1: Kiefer Sutherland? That's hard. Even cooler <laughs> than <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland.
2: Even that. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. I felt no. like there wasn't enough eating. Mm during lines i'm
0: trying to think yeah
2: there was one yeah and it was when he was on the phone you could hear it in brad pitt's voice that he was eating while he was talking talking. oh yeah i've heard he's
3: one of the only actors that is actually eating when he has a scene where he's eating Uh so he just he's just shoveling food in his mouth the whole time
0: (laughs) i was gonna say though like i i used to think tyler durden was so cool and this time watching it like as uh, like 10 years later like i'm just like i if i met someone like tyler durden i'd hate him Oh, yeah, I'd be furious. (laughs) Yeah, I did not think he
2: was cool.
3: (laughs) I didn't think he was cool. I enjoyed him. Like, I thought, like, he made me laugh, and, like, I could tell he was supposed to be the cool guy. Yeah. Like, he was supposed to be what, like, watching it now, like, he was supposed to be what Ed Norton, this, like, really shy, sheepish guy, would think is a really cool dude. Yeah, definitely. And I could see that that's what he would think is a really cool guy, Mm -hmm. but... If I saw him, uh, I would walk to the other side of the street to not pass by him. Yeah,
2: I even understand like some of it at the beginning, but as soon as he was like hit me, (laughs) I'd be like, "I'm out. (laughs) This is no longer a relationship. I want to be a part of." Yeah, but you wouldn't be talking to your imaginary friend. Hopefully, that's true.
1: Uh, I I think that's why this movie plays so well, and maybe still does. I don't really know, but did you know for you, and, and I think for me for like adolescent boys, like it it is kind of like a sophomoric fantasy. Yeah. Like a very adolescent fantasy to be that cool. Yeah. And like that's that's cool. And like as an adult, you're like, man, okay, like Sounds
2: exhausting.
1: (laughs) Well, not just that, but it's like now I know what people are talking about when they say toxic masculinity. Like that Mm -hmm. that's it right there. Yeah. You know? Uh, like, the the fight with Lou. I don't know if you can even call it a fight when he just lets Lou, like, beat him to a pulp. Uh-huh.
0: Like, like and he I, starts laughing. He's laughing. <laughs> I want to say, like, this is maybe kind of mean. Like, I... I actually like more so like Joe Rogan, but I feel like this is just the movie that Joe Rogan like watches and just just loves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I
1: I, I know what you mean. Like that's the the, stereotype. Yeah. Fan
0: base would love
1: this, you know? Well, it's funny because I, like Scott was uh, telling us earlier that, uh, Brad Pitt and Ed Norton got a ton of like UFC and mixed martial arts mm-hmm. training. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. I think this is something that even just for that, that they would just be like, yeah, you know, this is like that, that version of like the Godfather to like, you know, criminals, like, <laughs> like not, not everyone who likes the Godfather is a criminal, but like criminals love
3: the Godfather.
1: Yeah.
2: This like, is uh if you're into fighting, this is the Godfather of movies. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Is it? I feel like a lot of those punches that Norton threw look we- looked weak, even though he got all, the, all that training. Yeah, but I, I guess more
1: just the suspend, suspend the, the disbelief, you know, and just like, oh, yeah, this is life, you know. Like, we should do this. Let's start Project Ma'am.
2: Yeah, because just, I mean, just the idea of a fight club is not <laughs> something that I would ever be into. <laughs> you you
0: yeah. don't want me to hit you in the face right after this? No. But I guess also, like, you, like, have purpose in your life like like i guess the the giraffe for all these men is that like there's nothing in their life that's providing them any any sort of excitement life, meeting, or passion yeah. or yeah meaning and so just getting beat to a pulp's like the only time they feel anything you know and obviously you're a much healthier individual than any of those guys were maybe yeah and have just a more fulfilled <laughs> life yeah um i will
1: say uh i when i was in middle school me and my friends at church we would, like, like, three or four of us, we would go to the bathroom, shut off the lights, and <sighs> beat the crap out of each other in the dark.
0: Like, in the dark. Why in the dark? From this movie? Like, was it inspired by this no, movie? No, we had not seen this movie. You do it in the dark
2: so you don't know who hits you, so you can't hold a grudge against anyone. Yeah. Oh, would okay. you guys
0: then, like, afterwards embrace and cry together and share a beer? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> would you, would you share a
2: beer? Put <laughs> your head in the meatloaf's <laughs> chest? Yeah, would you put on a giant hundred pound fat suit? <laughs> <laughs> Full of bird seed. His name is Robert Paulson, okay?
3: <laughs> I just name, call him
0: Bob. His name is Robert Paulson.
3: <laughs> I, that was what you should have jumped in with
2: when you were looking for a joke.
0: Oh, yeah. I should have, yeah. And that would have been good. Too late. Yeah.
2: Let's uh, just go back let's and restart. Edit, yeah. Just edit it in. This, honestly, this episode hasn't been that great. You guys just want to restart it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, let's we'll just go go do back. it over.
3: Let's go back <laughs> to Sorry. One. For, let Scott hurt my feelings again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> then I'll yell at him. Hey, you'll get to tell the story of how I ruined it for you again.
3: Yeah. But talking about it, it,
2: it hurts put, even it put, more. It
3: puts me back in it.
2: Oh mad Just thinking about
3: it
1: this time. You can actually play the song outro yeah. joke.
3: Like you totally. can nail that bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just for the, the listeners, Scott did just push one of the faders all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding nailed okay. it <laughs> I, I really kind of wanted to end it there. <laughs> that would have been no rating much, no rating <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man uh what didn't work for you guys with this other than Scott, you would never want to be in a fight club.
2: I mean, for me, that really was the biggest thing. Like just the premise of the movie. Like I get
1: it. Just the <laughs> I, don't movie. Think the, I don't think the premise of the movie is being in a fight club. No, no, no.
2: It didn't work for me. Like I understand that. But I mean, like I, I get the whole like split character thing. Like that's cool. Like I love like seeing the like little things throughout that are like Easter eggs for the reveal later. Uh, but I'm out of it just anytime they're like excited about fight club. <laughs> <laughs> really? Cause I'm like, I would be, pe- I would be terrified. <laughs> I don't want to fight anyone. You know what? Like, I think like I
3: thought what Zach thought when I was watching it, I was like, this does seem to be like, I would never be into a fight club. But if you told me that that priest guy that, <laughs> that like let his Bible get sprayed over by that dude, if you told me that he wanted to be in a fight club to feel a little powerful and to feel something, I would believe it. I will say I loved being in, in my little
1: fight club. <laughs> I just wanted to destroy something beautiful. Ah.
3: <laughs> Good Which was Jared Leto who was not... <laughs> you know, when we're next to peak Brad Pitt, I don't know that I'd call Jared Leto that beautiful. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. He's definitely a
0: pretty boy, though. Would yeah. you take... Not in this. I feel... I mean, I, I think he still is a pretty boy, but he did look ridiculous. I, like, my thought when I first saw him was like, I wonder if he just showed up like this because he's obviously crazy and, and like, they were like perfect. No, they were just like uh like can you maybe do something to the hair and he's just like no.
1: <laughs> I mean, I could see Jared Leto doing that. Yeah. I feel like
3: Jared Leto just saw
2: a bunch of people going
3: like <laughs> to, to a fight, fight club, club. <laughs> you know, and he thought it was real.
2: That's how he got into acting. Yeah. And it's like, oh, there's cameras everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. Was this
1: like, cause obviously Jared Leto was a front man before he was an actor. Was this like early in his career? I think so. I'm pretty sure it was. He
3: was big enough that they gave him like a, a big spot in the opening credit where there was like Ed Norton, oh, Brad Pitt, yeah. Jared Leto. Yeah, I they did that. along with Meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, Speaking of Meatloaf, what's your guys' favorite kind?
3: I hate all Meatloaf.
2: <laughs> Do you really? Are what? there different kinds of Meatloaf?
1: Yeah. Sure. Uh, S- sort of, yeah. I mean, there's uh, yeah. just different
3: ingredients in meatloaf. too. I think uh, meatloaf, schmeatloaf, double beetloaf. I hate meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> double beetloaf? What is that? <laughs> That's not a Christmas story. That's what Randy he, says.
0: He was in The Thin Red Line oh, okay. in 1998. That's right. And yeah. he was in a lot of other stuff that
2: I just never heard of. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not that early. He's rumored to be in Tron 3. Okay, that's a
3: good career move.
2: This episode is just kind of—I didn't know there was kind of like the movie. Yeah, it's meta.
3: Just go with it. Sure. (laughs) There's a Starbucks cup on the table right now.
0: (laughs) All right, Zach gets back on track. How about that? (laughs) I've been asking, like, what well, What do you guys think of Tyler Durden or, like, I don't and know. And we talked about it for we a long did. time. Yeah, we yeah. did.
1: I'll tell you what. Tyler Durden is hot. That's what I thought about Tyler Durden. He, I'll tell you he what, is hot.
3: Uh, about Tyler Durden that I would change. I would have him just get a belt
0: and like wear some <laughs> I underwear. I, I was listening to um, an episode of uh, Deck Shepherd's Armchair Expert with Rob McElhenney, and he was talking about how like, when he wanted to get in shape for, you know, in the latest season, or this is probably a few seasons ago now. He wanted to get in shape for It's Always Sunny Philadelphia. He wanted his character to get super buff. So he went to his trainer and said, I want to look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. And his trainer said, that's literally what everyone says. Like, <laughs> everyone always sa- uses... Brad Pitt and Fight Club as like their... The benchmark. Yeah, they're like, that's who I want to look If like. the Vitruvian man was drawn today, it, <laughs> it, would, it be. would be Brad Pitt as
2: <laughs> I think my favorite Brad Pitt is Burn After Reading.
0: You know, there's... I love like one of my favorite <laughs> physique parts... Physique-wise? Oh, physique-wise? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a uh, one of my favorite parts of Fight Club is the very end when uh, Brad Pitt just starts going crazy like you mentioned like when Ed shoots yeah. at him and he freaks out and then whoa. just oh, that that entire bit after that after that feels very like burn after reading Brad Pitt. Yeah like and when I really he, loved all of it. He was like making kung fu noises like whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I loved all of that. I I mean,
1: I thought it was super entertaining. Like, you know, none of this is believable. None of this is, like, realistic. And even the message of this movie,
0: I don't, like, particularly, like, subscribe to. I think that's what was interesting to me watching it this time is, like, when I was, like, in high school, I did. Yeah. Like, I thought it was, like like, we mentioned a few episodes back, like, that in Tom Hanks in that one movie he's in, he says, The Godfather has all the answers. I feel like that's how I felt about Fight Club when I was young. Yeah. Like, I just thought it was so deep and meaningful. And this time it was just like, this is, this, you could make the case that this is a really interesting commentary on like marginalized people and like how they're prone to like these fringe groups, you know? Well, I think that's
1: true. I think it might be that, but I really think that the message of this movie is like the ugly side of existentialism Hmm. that it's just like very like, you know, It doesn't matter what's real, what's false. It doesn't matter. You know, truth is irrelevant. All that matters is how you feel.
3: I thought the message of this movie was, if you know what a duvet is, you're not a real man. (laughs) I thought it was,
2: don't talk about fight clubs.
3: (laughs) We've been doing that a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't
2: think we got it. (laughs)
3: like the whole episode you're like these guys are not supposed to be doing
2: (laughs) like i'll talk about parts of it but there's no way i'm going to like talk about the whole thing
1: (laughs) um yeah i i hate that like message i do think there is like an interesting social commentary there's a social commentary element as well of like who does get drawn into these fringe groups and essentially a cult like they Mm. created a cult Mm-hmm. And a terrorist organization. And a terrorist organization, which many cults become. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's interesting, I guess, like a, a little fascinating how. Because I was even thinking about that, like, when they're in the throes of Project Mayhem. Uh, I'm like, who on earth is listening to this lunatic? Like, why are all of these people mm-hmm listening to him. And then they're like, he goes to the cops and the three detectives are yeah. like, you know, it's like, what the heck are they doing? Listening totally. to this guy? Totally. Like I'm that, like,
2: do they feel like they have no
3: other value in life? Right. I love that, Like even the cops think that he's too crazy to believe he's like, this is a militant group. I formed them. They're capable of operating completely independently. And they're all looking at him like, eh. except for the, the three guys that are in fight club. Yeah. And
1: then the, they like believe that this is some like, part of the plan that he's
2: like, he's yeah. clearly man. Yeah. He's always getting winks from people. Yeah.
1: Like, like every, like all over the world or all over the country, like people are like buying into this and it's like, what, why are all these people following? Well, this and
2: guy? his enemy knows his every move because it's him.
3: Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> if anybody ever walked up to me and said, if I say, if I come up to you and I'm a completely different person and I say these 10 things, cut my balls off. I'd all be
2: right. like, I'm good.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Please don't say any more things to me.
2: <laughs> That's how I felt about the very beginning of the movie. It hit me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, no, I'm out.
1: Like, it's just the same line, just way more extreme. Uh huh. You know?
2: It's got the same like punch to it, though. Like, it's like, I'm a crazy person, engage with me. And I'm like, no, I'm going to walk this way.
1: But if that person looked like Brad Pitt, would you want to still be his friend though? Anyway, I no. tell him to hit me.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if Brad Pitt told you to hit him, you'd be like, no, hit me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, Zach, what did you think of Edward Norton's character? Uh,
0: I liked Edward Norton's character. Um, and I think watching it this time around, he was probably my favorite character. Um, whereas before I probably glorified Tyler Durden a little too much. I really sympathized with Ed Norton this time around and like felt I like I really felt almost kind of scared for him especially in the end when it was just like this situation is inescapable. Like Project Mayhem has spread so much that like he he's uh like he's put himself into a hole, you know, mm-hmm. backed himself into a corner. There's nothing he can do to get out of this. Um I thought it was really compelling and I thought Edward Norton sold that role really well.
2: Jake Edward Norton trying to put him, his real life person aside. <laughs> okay. How did, how did you feel about his character? not do it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I, I, I think I agree with Zach. I think I didn't, I don't know that I glorified Tyler as much the first time I watched it. Cause I was, I don't know, 19, 20 almost. So I was a little bit older, but at the same time, I if I, you were just
0: a more mature, younger
2: yeah, man than I was too. You oh. were. Thank you. <laughs> You're
3: but welcome. no, I I think I like watching this I was, like I I felt for uh Ed Norton a lot more and
0: I was like, man, you got a you got a bad life. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> I'm so bummed for you. Honestly, the, it, this time around the first 30 minutes or so was almost a little hard for me to get into cuz it was such a bummer. <laughs> I like, like how sad he was, how like how Like this could have been bummer was. summer. Yeah. It could have been him going to all these support groups and then going into Tyler's house. I just felt gross and dirty and sad. That was
2: the only time I felt like any humanity in the whole movie was during that time. Yeah. Like he was, he's like, I need to like feel something and process the things. I have all these emotions. I don't know what's going on inside of me. And like, he finds a place where he can let some of that out and like help like cause some ease. And she ruined it. Yeah. And like, so I, I was really into it through that whole thing. And then as soon as Tyler Durden showed up, I was like,
1: Mm-mm. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, it is like something to be said, like, granted, I don't think that like he was healthy in the beginning or the end of the movie. He was very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Like even, even him saying like, I have all these feelings I need to process. He actually wasn't processing his feelings. No. Like he was processing other people's feelings. Yeah. He and was.
2: he was still showing emotion, but it wasn't based yeah. off of processing his own stuff. He, he,
1: he was an emotional succubus, you know? Um, but uh, I do think there are a lot of people who actually do like get in fights in order to feel something. You know, mm-hmm. like I think that that is like a, a very human, real thing.
2: Yeah, someone can get paid to do it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I
2: thought it was think really.
3: that Muhammad Ali was just trying to feel something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say Muhammad Ali.
3: Yeah, float like a butterfly, feel like a bee.
2: i'd like to feel like a bee uh but i could i think like uh to get a little bit more culture culturally relevant uh like jake paul fighting these like professional boxers yeah totally i think he has no clue what he's doing with his life and this is a way to feel something and get some money i have a lot of opinions about jake
3: paul and i don't think it's that he doesn't know what he's doing with his life i think he's just a heel and he's just embraced it you know I think he's doing exactly
2: what he wants to be. I think he's doing what he wants right now, but I think it's cuz he has he he's not in tune he's with himself. He's got
3: he's got
1: issues yeah. that are unresolved and he's just you know, uh, punching at the air. I mean, sometimes literally, I guess, but yeah, he's just swatting at the air. Shadow. By the way, you think he's gonna beat Floyd,
2: or do you think Floyd's gonna beat him? I, I I doubt he could beat Floyd Mayweather. Floyd's got a. He's.
1: I doubted he could beat any of the people, the real fighters he's fought, and then he's beat him. But I watched. <laughs> I, wonder.
3: I watched Floyd Mayweather beat the Great Collie on WWE. So. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's fake. Was he, <laughs> uh, that an English sentence? <laughs> he, he's like a seven and a half foot tall guy. I. He's done some acting. I think he was in the Sherlock Holmes movie. I want to say. He oh, was that, yeah, he, he was um, the French
1: yeah. giant guy.
3: Um, and he was uh, he was in the WWE for a, a while while I was watching it, at least. And Floyd Mayweather beat him up. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: The way you say that just makes it sound like he, like Floyd, <laughs> followed him into an alley, and
1: <laughs> yeah. like him, bullied
0: like, him, like, like, yeah, like Jared Leto. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, a
3: lot of crazy stuff happens. Have you guys ever watched wrestling? No, no it's no. legitimately like I don't know if I would think this way now, but when I, it's like I knew it was fake. I was like, this is such a good time. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I mean, I've seen Floyd Mayweather actually fight
1: people and beat them. Oh, I have not. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, I'm. I really hope I, I. want Jake Paul to get his ass kicked at least once. Yeah, I really hope Floyd wins.
2: <laughs> doesn't isn't Floyd getting a hundred million for this yes, fight? yeah. That's why
1: all these fighters are doing it because they're like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm getting paid a lot of money for this. Like,
2: because the last one they brought the take home was like seventy million or something yeah. from people that like bought tickets. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's become, like, super lucrative, but that's that's seriously why all these
0: fighters are doing it. If you guys fighters.
2: were super, like, big on social media, would you, for a big check, fight a professional fighter?
0: No. 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 No.
3: no. But let me ask you this. If you could fight any historical figure, who would it be? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Gandhi. Wait, what does he say? I forget. He, what he says, says, says Gandhi. and I think. Doesn't Brad he Pitt says say Lincoln? Says Lincoln. Lincoln, yeah. Lincoln, yeah. Lincoln, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: No, uh, no, he says, uh, doesn't he say my father? That no, that yeah. was for He's a different any person. Oh, any
2: person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my father. Because the other guy, Edward Norton said his boss. Yeah. Like he said, oh, mine would be my dad. Yeah.
0: Then they do celebrity.
2: Well, and, and that's he, where, sorry, go ahead. He
0: said he'd fight Shatner. <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and I forgot who Tyler Durden said he would fight.
2: Um, i don't remember i don't remember either but it was interesting when they're doing the just anybody and he starts uh tyler durden starts telling his story and then edward norton's like oh yeah me too oh yeah me too
0: right yeah oh that's interesting i don't think i picked up on uh-huh. that. it's yeah. because
2: it is him yeah. like that's his story mm-hmm.
3: and it was interesting that like when he was talking he started talking about, oh my dad's setting up franchise families like mm-hmm. in his whole like anti-franchise whatever he's like hitting. yeah
1: yeah, he's anti, anti-franchise, anti but he's setting up franchises of fight clubs. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, his whole, like, uh, mixed, uh, I guess, mixed bag of feelings about everything. I One thing that, like, I didn't really think about until you brought this up, uh, them in the bathroom, like, talking, and then, like, just all of their, like, conversation back and forth. It's all about fighting. Um, but it's so interesting to me that... um that Edward Norton in his like desperation and needing to find feelings that creates like, you know, this this issue he creates for himself a, a friend mm-hmm. like he has no friends like that's that's another like I maybe I do feel sad for Edward Norton. Actually, oh, I feel super sad for him. I mean, I because at first I was like, I don't really feel that sad for him. I feel way more sad for Bob.
0: Yeah, I mean, no. I, I feel sad for everyone in this movie except Tyler. Yeah, but that's him, you yeah. know. Like, yeah, he's the, fict- hes not even real. It's—it's it's, it's something. I even feel sad for Jared Leto. Like, I didn't
2: yeah. feel sad for any of the characters. I just wanted out. <laughs> 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 like, just get me out of this situation. I don't want to be here anymore.
3: I feel like it really says something that it, probably the healthiest mentally Edward Norton was was after he shot himself in the mouth. Yeah. Really grounded him. Yeah, that was what he was (laughs) doing. Really
1: grounded him. I don't know if he was because then he still just watches like his terrorist act. <laughs> unfold. Yeah, just, I mean,
3: was he going to do? Stop it. It happened like three seconds later. Yeah, I don't, I would have tried. <laughs> <laughs> there was no time to try. He well, got up and then it
1: happened.
2: Except for if what you said is true of that, he integrated, integrated, yeah. then maybe part of him still wanted it to happen. Yeah.
1: But. Well, and that was kind of my like pushback of like, I don't know if that was the sanest he's ever yeah.
3: <laughs> Well, at least he was just himself. That's true.
1: Clinically, you, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. He's still a maniac, but at least he's not a schizophrenic maniac. <laughs> did,
0: did any of you guys watch Mine I did. Yeah. It, the guy, uh, yeah. his partner, isn't it? Right? Yeah. I didn't realize that he was. It took me a little while to figure out who it was. Yeah. Me too.
2: Yeah. I, I, really, I really
0: like the scene. That's okay. I really like the scene uh, when it, it almost felt a little. In a way it feels very on on brand for Tyler but then also not. But I still just really liked it when um when they go to that uh, like convenience store. Yeah. And then they take uh, the convenience store oh, clerk yeah. Yeah. out to the back and like hold a gun to his head and tell him like if you don't go to Become veterinary a vet. school yeah. yeah like in 6 months if you're not on your way to doing that I'm going to kill you. Um and he says something like he's going to wake up tomorrow and, like, it's going to be the best morning of his life or something like that.
1: Yeah. I thought that was... We'll we'll never experience what
0: the... Yeah. Like, what he's about to experience, yeah. I thought that was a really interesting scene and a really interesting way to kind of, like... I don't know, drive that concept home. But
1: that's, I mean, like again, like to, to my earlier point, like that's, it's the, it's the left-handed, like the unhealthy side of existentialism. Yeah. Yeah. Cause existentialism, like one aspect of it that can be very healthy is seize the day. Mm -hmm. Um, but the unhealthy aspect of it is that how you feel is more important than reality. And so he uses this total lie to, you know,
3: I don't know manufacture a feeling for this guy and then did you notice i i assume you guys did that he did that a bunch of times like in the back of his door yeah he had like a hundred a ton
1: of ids yeah
2: like oh, i so, missed
1: that yeah so when when he finally like kind of figures out that you know who that he's tyler yeah and he goes into tyler's bedroom to like find the the first plane ticket
0: like where he's been or whatever on the door as I saw those. Yeah. I, and now that I think about it, it makes no sense why I would think this, but I thought that like he, these are just like, he might have even other identities. Well, it, oh, said, it said
3: human sacrifices above it, which yeah. is
0: what he said. He's like, what are we doing? Is said, human sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, my, my thought makes zero sense in that. I agree. Now, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I just, Thanks I didn't, I didn't connect those two dots, but that's really, that's a, a good catch. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What do you guys think about, um, like all the, like I've kind of brought it up, but I really want to hear what you guys think. What do you think about all the people that
3: followed him?
2: They're lunatics.
3: Yeah. Where did he put them all? Like, that house was not that big. I was just thinking right now, like, how mad are they that he's taking up two bedrooms? (laughs) Like, he's got Ed Norton's bedroom and and Tyler Durden's bedroom.
2: (laughs) I didn't even think about that. That's funny.
3: (laughs) And then they're like, we're just sleeping on the floor. (laughs) We've got bunks in the water-logged basement. None of us are supposed to be special, but you are. (laughs) That is hilarious. He's taking up two (laughs) bedrooms.
0: never thought about that. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't have like a hot take on that. Like, yeah, they're crazy. Like they just, they have nothing to live for. And so they finally have some semblance of a purpose And you know, they, they fell for it, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I kind of feel bad for
3: them. I feel like they were duped. Yeah, like it, it does feel like a cult to me. There's no one in this movie. I don't feel bad for, but like, you had to work hard to join. Like you had to stand outside perfectly still for three days with no food or water.
1: While uh Edward Norton comes and screams it, in your yeah. face. Yeah, and then
3: like, what is Bob thinking when he's like, leave? And then Bob just leaves. He's like, wait, come back.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause it makes sense if it's like, oh, Tyler, and then, you know. But yeah, for Bob, it's just like, all right, like, the hell.
2: He's trying to be accepted, man. He just wants he wants to belong. He's still a man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, man. All right. Well, what do you guys say we get to uh, rating this
3: movie?
1: Yeah. yeah How
2: many meatloafs do you guys want to rate this
3: one? <laughs> I mean, 10 meatloafs.
2: <laughs> well, Jake, since you talked, we're going to let you go first.
3: Uh, I'm going to give this an
2: 8.3. I am going to give this one a 7.9.
0: I'll give this one an 8.7. Ty? Ty? I'm going to give it an eight flat.
2: And that brings this to an 83% Nice on Rotten Potatoes. Once again, uh, the other guys gave this a 79%. So we're a little bit above them. And IMDb gave it an 8.8. So we are below them.
0: This one is in the IMDb top 10. I think it's number nine is it no I mean depending on yeah. which device you oh yeah I forgot that, that there's a whatever endpoint
3: you hit yeah. for IMDB <laughs> and if you do it from the mobile app or from the mobile website or the you know the computer Desktop website, website. Yeah. Yeah. it's not it's all different
0: <laughs> I, for, I forgot there's two different lists
2: there are more than two I think there's more than two <laughs> so that's in our uh, just about in our upper third it's ranked number 20 out of 58 movies
1: what's right above it right below it
2: uh, let me <laughs> pull that up. I didn't have that. Wait, radio. hold on. Were you already there?
3: I know. No. I thought you I I thought thought just a, have that right now. Got that information. That's I, what but, all these views on the Excel spreadsheet does. <laughs> I thought that, uh, Jake, I thought your servers were better than this.
2: Yeah.
3: I, I mean, it, you can't help so, the user error.
2: <laughs> so Fight Club is right below Memento. Memento sitting at 19. Interesting. And it's right above the notebook at 21.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's similar enough to Memento, but uh,
2: also the with the notebook. notebook, the notebook is tied with their will be blood. <laughs> 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 They're both
0: in the 21 spot. Uh, I think that we're
3: crazy enough to be in fight club.
2: <laughs> uh, above Memento is social network in the 17 spot tied with King speech.
0: All right. Oh, that's funny. Yeah.
2: But Why? that's it. Yep. Oh, because they were both nominated Finchers. for Best Picture at the same oh, time. Oh,
0: got it. Yeah,
2: thought we were going to talk about all the Finchers. I know. How yeah. And our uh, our lowest rated, still Child's Play. <laughs> that hasn't changed since then. Then Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> and then Face Off. <laughs> but I imagine there's a pretty steep gap between Face Off and the next thing. Uh, Face Off got a 43, and then the next one above it is Halloween at 56. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big jump, especially
1: like at our top end. I mean, we have like a lot of things that share a percentage and you know, or, or Uh,
3: I guess it's just, there's not that many bad movies that you absolutely should have seen. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I mean, I can name some more. That we like must have seen, like must see movie, even though it was garbage. I mean,
0: we're about to do Footloose. (laughs) I I thought Footloose was a good movie because of the way everybody talks about it. I haven't seen it, so it might be good. It's probably going to be dated. It's okay. it's also not good. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. coming up next week.
1: Next week, uh, we are reviewing Footloose. It's my fault. It is a 100% a movie you should have seen.
2: <laughs> my bad in advance. <laughs> <laughs> not, hey, it was nominated mighty. for more awards than Fight Club. <laughs> It'll be a good continuation of Bummer Summer.
0: <laughs> it's a very different kind of bummer yeah. because we're bummed that we had to watch it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: All right. Um, I mean, I, I feel like maybe I'm like overselling how bad it is, uh, but I'd rather oversell I'd that. I'd rather do that yeah. so that I might actually like it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. If I come in with no expectations, anything's better. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. I mean, and it's got
2: Kevin Bacon. So how bad can it be?
3: It does have Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Kevin James.
2: He's in it too. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> As Paul Bart. Yeah. Uh, he's the mall cop uh, where they dance oh
3: <laughs> <laughs> and he can't stop because <laughs> segues haven't been invented yet you yeah. can't
2: catch them yeah. <laughs> so you've seen it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have I forgot <laughs> <laughs> well Ty you have any final thoughts before we end this one
1: uh